How are you guys doing out there? Welcome to another episode of the Mic Drop Club. I am very, very happy. I'm supremely blessed to speak with Margit today. She's going to be dropping some real inspirational, transformational nuggets of wisdom because this is a woman that comes with a breadth and depth of experience working with young children, inspiring, helping them articulate their story. And after this interview, I can promise you, and I know I say this after every interview, but I can promise you, you're never going to look at a square and a circle ever, ever again. Okay, so please um, welcome to the show, Margit, and enjoy, guys. Live from the UK, broadcasting around the world. Around the world. You're listening to the Mike Drop Club, hosted by Douglas Hammondiche. Message received. Message received. You do not need to know what you need. What you need. Just engage with the podcast feed. Just engage with the podcast feed. Providing weekly insights into cool stuff we've read, saw, did, or heard about what made us say, wow, eureka, damn, nothing is off limits. If it motivates and inspires you to reach your goals, then it shall be discussed. Featuring guest interviews from high performers and people of influence and weekly awards for the best mic drop moment. This podcast is guaranteed to leave you pumped up for the week ahead. Don't just live life, make life boom. Like we do about this time, once again, welcome to another episode of the Mic Drop Club. Today we have Margit joining us to co-chair, co-deliver, collaborate and work in unison to provide you guys with a lot of inspiration and her story is bound to touch a nerve. It's bound to quicken your thoughts. It's going to hit you under the skin, but above the bones. So this one is one I'm excited to host. And Margit, welcome to the Mic Drop Club. How are you doing? Well, thank you very much. And thank you for this uh, amazing uh, introduction. I hope I'm going to um, substantiate that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure yeah. you are. Yeah, well, let's go for it. I, I, uh, let's see. Yeah. Let's see where I'm this journey it. takes us to. And yeah, I think it will be a bit of a journey, definitely. Yeah. And, and every yeah. journey starts with um, the protagonist having to make a decision. Do I leave okay. or do I stay where I am? Okay. Am yeah. I being pushed or am I going to you know, use my own um, modes of transport and leave. So we're going to do this, assuming we all agree to go on this journey with Margit, okay? And it yeah, always definitely. starts with the beginning. So how did you get involved with transformation, motivation? What has your journey been like? Oh, where to start? I think, um, I think... Yeah, just doing life and then um, getting older and the older you become, the more you realize that actually you are constantly transforming. And I think um, doing my study, I studied to become a professional um, 
well-being practitioner, therapeutic well-being practitioner. So I work with children and young people. And by doing that study, um, I learned much more about myself. And um, even though that was later in life, I think um, it was very necessary for me to do that journey into myself in order to be there for others. Because I've been told, like, you can only go as deep as uh, with somebody else, the deep you've been yourself. So right. in order to understand somebody, um, you need to do this, your own homework and your own inner world and your own reflections and your own understanding of your past and your childhood. And um, to, yeah, become an empathetic listener, deep listener. Correct. Yeah. And yeah. I think the, the, the key word there was deep listener. It's something that deep listener. Yeah, yeah. It's something that we take for granted that we are listening. There's there are a lot yeah. of words around active listening and all these ways of framing listening. But yeah, I think like you, I, I went on my journey and only as I've aged, I've kind of like appreciate what it means to listen yeah. deeply and intently. Yeah. You know, so. yeah. One of the one of the things that I really like is listening to understand instead of listening to reply. Yes, you know, you can have an answer on everything, but actually, listening with an with with wanting to understand and that curiosity mm. um, is for me like always the at the forefront. Have you all, such have, a curious soul. Yeah, yeah. You do you do strike me about that and. One thing the listeners would not know is we had our first conversation probably this time yesterday. And I was left energized with some of the storytelling that you were delivering there. And Mm -hmm. and it allowed me to also reflect on my own journeys and the fact that you can be inspired by people that you have minimal interaction with. I think that was one of the key themes of one of your stories. You don't have to have this up in your face, I'm there all the time. You know, we do touch yeah. each other, although those connection points might not be deep. A few words can really have a profound meaning for individuals. So totally. have you always have to have had this curiosity to... I think so. Yeah, I have? think so. Uh, but again, um, I only come to realise that when I was older. Was there a compelling um, event that triggered that? A compelling event or was it an accumulation? No, it's just, I think m- maybe of the last 10 years that I just kind of think, wow, that is, that is, that is why I'm, I am inspired, um, why I'm staying inspired, why I love people, why I want to listen to people, why everybody has something to tell me. Mm. And I'm always finding that bit that I want to hear, or I'm always curious. And I, you know, I can sit in a, in a, in a tube carriage and just look at everyone and just think, wow, where is this person going to, (laughs) or where have they've just been? And look at them. How much in love are they? Or it's like, Ooh, these two have something to sort out. (laughs) (laughs) Or just this, these lovely, innocent kids that, you know, um, yeah, I just those minds and and the questions that they ask their parents. Mm-hmm. It, it's just great. I was um I just went to the chip shop and uh, picked up some fish and chips and there was a 
a man outside with a little boy. I think he must have been three or something. And um, just, just like, just being, just being waiting next to them it was just the joy. It was just a joy because I'm just kind of curious about that little mind. And he's had like school for the first time this week. And, yes. um, and he was asking about like, what's that creature in that car over there? And it was like a sort of soft toy. And then he was, he was curious himself. And I think curiosity um, is being for me very, very much sparked by children. And I think it keeps myself and me young. Um, and keeps me childlike and being able to play because playing is what I want to do. Correct. Um, yeah. Yeah. Playing is so important and it could be whatever it is, but play is, I think, something that is, you know, lacking a lot in society um, and children need it a lot. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> that interaction and um, just f- you feel that imagination and going on the journey where, where they want to go. And so I was kind of just with my mind in his mind and I was going, wow, this is so, this, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I love that. It just makes me happy. Yeah. It yeah. just makes me happy. It just, yeah. That was the child that made me happy today. Brilliant. And it's joy. so jo- lovely, it's lovely innocence. Yeah, yeah. Joyful. And mm. he was, and the dad was really responding to him, which was lovely to see because obviously sometimes you see that happening, that the parents are really fed up or they're just sneering at the children. And that, even that can really make me sick for the rest of the day. If I see that, mm. I, I'm, I think I'm very open to um, feeling how people feel or, you know, sometimes I, I'm not protecting myself enough for that, I think. But can um, you ever? But um yeah. Can you ever but I want I want to feel. I, I'm daring to feel. Uh yeah. I think that's that's part of you know the way I kind of live. Yeah, the way I want to live. Yeah. I choose I, to live. Yeah. And I think you're you're saying it right rightly in, in terms of how you're choosing to live because it does take a concerted effort to put yourself yeah. out there, particularly smiling at a child or looking at a child that's not your own. I know is, you have to be really careful the way you do that. And the child sees you smile and then checks with the dad. Is that okay? That this lady is smiling at me. And, and then I, and then I have eye contact with the dad and then like this, all this yeah. um, stuff going on. And I'm very aware that they could really uh, make somebody very upset too. Or they kind of like go like, you know, mind your own business. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I, you know, you sense that quite quickly and you just kind of go, okay, I just need to uh, just wait for my fish and chips. It's fine. (laughs) Good good evening. And and Friday. hmm? And Friday being typical fish and chip day. Yeah. For me it is. Okay. I have to ask you this question. I'm going off. Off track a little. Yeah. How, describe for me your perfect chip. Okay, I've got different ones, but mm-hmm. um, that I like. I actually really, really like the ones that we have in Holland with satay sauce. Okay. Yeah, that you know the chips in Holland are very different from the chips in um, England. In England, they are sort of white, flabby, big fat 
sort of salt and vinegar kind yeah. of chips and they're really nice sometimes <laughs> but what i normally do i buy them and they're in the oven now yeah so i crisp them up a bit and then uh, and then they are perfect for me brilliant so golden golden not so white like oh no. I like them a little bit brown. You know, you're, you're yeah. definitely um, I'm triggering triggering my taste buds there because yeah. I always ask this question. We had another guest, Nicholas, um, on on the show, and we were describing our perfect chip, and yeah. it's amazing how you can be transformed into a different time place <laughs> just by talking about a chip that comes out. Yeah, of I think it maybe really says something about <laughs> um, yeah, the way you like your food. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Indeed. So, so you did talk about um, being able to actively listen and listening with an intention to understand, opposed yeah. to listening in order to respond, which is what a lot of people do. I've been guilty of that myself many, many times. Um, listen out for keywords. I'm in with um, either rebuttal or something that mm. I think I can add to the um, the whole debate. But in terms of listening to understand, what does that actually look like? In, because embracing a silence, I guess, is something that a lot of people will struggle to do. That's being still and silent in the moment. Yeah. Even that, I love. Yeah. But if, it takes time. A, if a child, if a child is uh, coming to me and it just wants to be sitting and just whatever, it's just not wanting to talk. That is that is that is that is something to listen to as well. And I think there is sometimes more words or more communication in that than actually just you know filling it up with like you know. So so what did you do today? Just like you know, no, just. That is listening to what he wants. He's actually communicating mm. that he wants to be still and he just wants to be. And I think just being um, in the space and feeling safe enough to literally be exactly how you want to be, that is the be most beautiful gift you can give a child or a young person. Wow. Wow. And I think I really work very hard on that to create safety and literally make them feel like you just, you just be, yeah. you just be where you are, how you feel. It doesn't matter. I, it's your time. I'm here with you and I want to be with you Beautiful. and you matter, you matter, you matter to me. Beautiful. And however you feel it is important. Beautiful. So I, yeah, that's very much in the working alliance. When I set things up with children, um, that's the most important thing that they don't have to, to try and be anything else than they, than themselves. And they are just to try and impress me or that's not what that space is about. Yeah. And um, some children find it really scary and other children just go, oh, this is so nice. I can just, just be. so, you know, can just be, yeah, mm. just be. Mm. What, do you fan what do you fancy doing today or do you fancy doing nothing? Because we can do a lot in the nothing. Magic. Really. Yeah. Really? Can you do a lot in the nothing? Yeah. We can do everything in the nothing. <laughs> wow. wow. So, and just that kind of, uh, it, um, the always being there, what, yeah. however they feel, I think is so uh, reassuring for children and making them comfortable and 
you know, always showing up and always being there is just that that's that consistency is very important in in building the relationship yeah um because that's effectively what you're doing you're building a relationship that is um role modeling safety um love just reflecting back to them what you're hearing yeah so yeah. it's a beautiful a beautiful space and I always enjoy it and I feel always super highly inspired. It doesn't matter how they've been. I always feel inspired when they leave. So there is this young um, sort of quote about like, you know, we it, it, like the two people meeting is almost like an, uh, two chemicals uh, meeting each other. And so when they, when they, um, when they kind of engage, they both transform and that's what's happening. I think I transform as much as, as much happening with me as with the child. Yeah. I think think, so. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not about, okay, they need to change or they want to work on Mm -hmm. something. No, I have like counter transference and like, there's all sorts of stuff happening inside of me and trying to understand what's mine and what's theirs and what do I need to, aside even though it maybe touches something of my own childhood or you know all that you have to kind of be professionally prepared for all those kind of things as well they're they're definitely it's definitely a skill it's something that needs coaching training for a few years at least before you can confidently do that in a safe way and i particularly like the aspect Mm. of creating an environment Mm. where a young person can feel acknowledged and can feel safe to be themselves. This is something every person that has children or any person that gets involved with children should be able and should be their primary directive. I think, I think all too often, and I think the last few months, particularly with the COVID lockdown, children Mm. have been very much made vulnerable to the stresses of their parents either in work or out of work or work now yeah. has been redefined as they're in the house, how they engage. And the children I sometimes can be the collateral damage in that midst. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm very keen to see how your training, your support in terms of mm-hmm. reaching out, how far do you go to connect with these young people? Well, I'm, I have been thinking about it a lot over this time and I want to kind of set up something where, because especially now kids are going back to school, mm-hmm. there is, that's a big transition that's happening at the moment. And I think it will have, they are all have had six months of whatever they've been through. And if there is um, no way of expressing that or working it through or having time at school to kind of maybe explore how it was for everyone and learning and listening to other classmates and just, you know, if this, I hope the schools are well prepared for that because I think there will be a lot of trauma coming into the school that hasn't been resolved and needs especially holding and, 
you know, so I kind of, yeah, I've been walking around with this idea of like creating like, um, and it may be an online space where, where children can connect and just kind of like offload or just have like a safe space to, to kind of actually say, Oh, I'm, I'm all not sure about all of this anymore. And I don't know, even I, I want to be back at school, but I don't want to be back at school. And it's all, ugh. yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's all, time. You know, that, that, that nobody's ever been through this. Yeah. We've all been going through something completely new and everybody is like finding their new normal. Everybody's finding their new rhythms. Everybody's finding a new, then new selves on how yeah. to cope. Um, there's been some truths coming to the surface, which are <laughs> unbelievable. Yes, there has. You know, there, there was no more hiding anymore. So, you know, in one sense, I'm really happy about that. And I think it's really beautiful. And there's a lot more, maybe a lot more consciousness in general. But there is also, you know, like the domestic violence and the, when it's gone through the roof yes. um you know i've got colleagues of mine that work um for organizations like that and they are just inundated we're talking about children um being under immense pressure this is an unprecedented time for the whole planet to deal with yeah so nobody knows how it's going to unfold but what we do know is Children all too often are the fodder, should I say, where everything is put on them and they're supposed to try yeah. and navigate the world through, through the confusion mm. that parents and adults have left. If the adults don't know what they're doing, what's, what, what more for the young people? So in terms of your journey as a practitioner and somebody that is goes over and beyond their role because I always have this conversation with people in the inspirational, motivational, transformational space. I always have this conversation. Is this your job? 95. And if it's so, well done. What do you do to supplement, to complement, to continue to grow? Like the most important things I believe in what we are doing is what we do outside the 95 to demonstrate that we are actually walking the walk. We are authentic because children are very perceptive <laughs> about people. Yep. They know if you're sincere, if you're in yep. this job for a paycheck, they pick it up very quickly and you are able right. to articulate your, um, your ability to make a young person feel it's okay to just be. And this will tee mm -hmm. up nicely yeah. to the stuff that you're doing outside of work. So I do want to talk talk us through the other um, elements to your bowl, should I say? Yeah. So um, do you also mean in terms of self-care? Self-care, yes. Self-care, yes. And also how you are, I don't, I do want to say it, but reaching out, enabling young people to reframe the world they're in more and more I realized that uh, my community just literally my community around me is what um, keeps me inspired keeps me um, 
um, realizing what's happening because I've got literally everything under the sun walking past my house. Um, um, and I probably have to introduce the board that I've got in my front garden, yes, um, which is why I'm so connecting, connecting to the, um, to, to the, to the community. And that's a bit of a funny story, which I can tell you. Um, but what it effectively does is, um, is a, is a chalkboard in my front garden. And I put every day a quote on it, something positive, just something small, something insightful, something that is a no brainer, something that just is like a little bit of, um, a nugget of information Mm -hmm. or, just a sign of life really. And a sign that, um, we all are going through stuff. And so people that walk past would, would resonate with it or not. Yes. Uh, sometimes all the time, sometimes not at all, but it doesn't really matter. Um, but what it does do is it connects and I've been doing it now for seven years every day. So it's a, it's a massive, massive, um, sort of commitment that I've made with myself uh, and, and to the community because I've had many, many, many people saying, you don't dare to stop ever this because it will be, it will be lethal. (laughs) You know, you have no idea how many people are following this and how people are needed are needing this. And uh, so I am, I am stuck now. So if I'm away, I have to kind of get other people to help me out. I've got lovely tenants upstairs that um, kind of take over the board for those days that I'm away. And, um, but that, so yeah, this board is, has given me so many connections, so many, so many stories, so many uh, interesting insights but especially stories i think stories people um children that's basically that's what inspires me so if i don't work with children i i yeah i i am listening i'm always (laughs) listening always open to whatever needs to come in brilliant and Brilliant. everything is so connected. Everything is so, so connected. You, you talked about connecting, the, the connection. And before I go yeah. on, I think it's mm-hmm. very, very important that I acknowledge you and your Blackboard and also to allow listeners to fully understand um, mm-hmm. the, the Blackboard concept and where it resides. Typically a Blackboard chalkboard. Yeah. Of which like you scribe. Very old school. Old school, old school of which you scribe um, thoughtful messages and you put it out there for the community to observe. And you've been doing that for seven straight years. Okay. Yeah. If you want to follow Margaret's um, Blackboards virtually on Instagram, check out at Peckhambird. That correct? That's it. At Peckhambird. That's P-E-C-K-H-A-M Bird. B I. RD, and you will see, you know, the plethora, the amount of messages that she has put out there. And just for that, the Mic Drop Club, we salute you and we give you what's mm-hmm. called an Atomic Mic Drop. Check it out. Okay, guys, everybody ready? Atomic Mic Drop. <laughs> I really felt that. <laughs> Thank you. No, no, 
deserve. It's, uh, it's really interesting. Sorry? No, you deserve all of that. Ooh. You deserve all of that, if not more, because you don't know how many people that you've touched. You know the ones that have reached out and have connected, but sometimes mm. we can connect without fully understanding, without acknowledging or being acknowledged. You know, because when you... I'm a firm believer that if you're open, you're you're constantly looking out for information that supports a belief system that you're having. For instance, mm. if you say today's going to be a bad day, your natural instinct is to look out for things that will support today's going to be a bad day. But also yeah. if your inner world is troubled and you're looking for a piece of inspiration, if I was walking past your, your home and I saw one of those quotes, it will transform my whole outlook to the day. It could, it could. You know? It really could. I don't know how many people in terms of, like, could have read, read something inspirational on the way to a job interview and got the job on the way to a, mm. um, a funeral and found the strength, you know? There's, yeah. there's so many different look, scenarios. Look, look at my arm. Look at my arm. It's got chicken skin all over. <laughs> that is, that is literally it. Yeah. That is what makes me want to do it as well. Yeah. It's beautiful. Exactly for those reasons, because I don't know how and what's happened, what I, what I, what it ripples out. I have no idea. I have an inkling and I have, a, I've got stories. Mm-hmm. I have been told stories and I have people like knocking on my door and, you know, telling me um, like how much they have sort of needed this and, or thinking like, you know, who is this, who is this person behind this? Yeah. Like there was a 16 year old boy that apparently he told me later had been walking past every day because he really, he really liked it, but he was very, he was very, very shy. And before he knew it, he actually knocked on my door and I was actually home. So I opened the door and I said, hello, <laughs> nice to see you. And, and then he kind of like, he was shocked that he had knocked on the door and that actually somebody was home and he was actually drawn. He was drawn to the front door wow. um, by something that he read, I think. And he just wanted to, and he said, okay, like, I didn't know I was going to do this and I didn't know you were going to be here, but I just want to thank you. And this is so important to, for me. And um, I I don't know what I would have done without it. Yeah. So, and when you hear something like that, you just, you can go another half a year again. And that's, yeah. just <laughs> that's just one person. Those are the people that I think of, um, you know, when I then in the morning do my, Board, I kind of think, yeah. Can you, can you imagine a world Wonder. full of people with that mindset? It's not easy um, putting yourself out there, even with the, the view mm. to help people. It does take some courage, takes that fortitude to, mm. to say, okay, who am I, little me, to help big you out there? You know, the yeah. big people out there, you know, the people I don't yeah. know out there. What qualifies me? Fortunately enough for me, um, just to share your your journey as well, my mom always used to tell me, you know, pay attention to the message, not the messenger. Always. Always. So 
Yeah. I'm kind of like conditioned to not really look at people too much. I look at the actions. Yeah. I try to look into the eyes and see yeah. where they're coming from. If it's a sincere yeah. place, is it authentic place? And then we build from that. But all of this stuff, even our communication here today, a beautiful engagement takes effort. It, it means you, you're, you're just sacrificing time that you could be eating your fish and chips. <laughs> I could yeah. be doing something else to spread some love, to spread some hope into yeah. this world. Um, so no, I get energized from speaking to you and then the yeah. followers to the Mic Drop Club because it's all about a platform where people share mm. information. I think um, I think it's just so exciting when you meet somebody that is kind of flying at that same level or at that same plane and kind of just gets you. And when you get that, you just, you get energized, you get excited. You know, I do feel like a kid at the moment. I do feel like I'm just having a nice time. I'm just playing. Somebody's really wanting to hear my story, but then I am excited about, you know, listening to you and hearing the things that you say in reaction to what you're hearing and what I'm telling you, it obviously it, 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 um, it triggers things in you and you, you come uh, we like, for example, this thing that your mum told you, which I love, and it will go on the board. I think, <laughs> you know, cool. listen to the message, not the messenger. And I think that is like how I, yeah, I, I think, yeah, it, it it just feels like there is such a similar way of um, having learned from life and where you're at and where I'm at, and I think that just feels really delicious to just be in that kind of like and you said my uh, favorite word <laughs> delicious that's my favorite word on this whole planet yeah you cannot well, say, say the word delicious I, I can the weather can be delicious somebody can be delicious the food can be delicious but it's, um, a, it's a word that I, when you hear it or you say it you cannot be upset yeah you're right. It's a great word. It's, 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 I love it. <laughs> yeah. Delicious word of the day. I love it. Word of the yeah. day. But yeah. yeah I, I'm, I always say at the end of the day, I'm deliciously tired. <laughs> I say that a lot. I'm yeah, deliciously like tired. You know, when you are, com- you're contently tired. You're yeah. just, you're allowed to be tired. It's okay. It's delicious. It's like. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You've done enough. Yeah. yeah. Everybody can just like, I am <laughs> tired and, it, I'm a, and it's a great feeling. No. So yeah, deliciously tired. So what other projects are you working on? Okay. So um, the board, because of the board, I get sometimes projects that come from it, which is really interesting. So I can tell you a very small little story that happened because of it, which is quite, I think, extraordinary. So basically, um, because I started doing the board, an older guy started to talk to me. um, And he then disclosed that he used to live in my house for 35 years. Wow. Before I moved in and he moved literally around the corner from me 
in a higher kind of block so he could still see his back garden, my back garden. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he obviously has some massive attachment still to this house. And I invited that. I, I thought that was really amazing that, um, that he could tell me stories about the house mm. and... You know, he told me where the dogs were buried and, like, <laughs> you know, where the weather used to be a pond apparently underneath where my kitchen is now and like all these kinds of things. So it just made the house like having a whole other like life and mm. again, super curious and super interesting. Anyway, um, I always saw him in the week. We always walked past the board and then suddenly I stopped seeing him. And then I spotted him like in sort of like in a shopping street, but he lost half his weight. Mm. And I thought, Ooh, I don't think he's okay. And then, um, got a real long story short. I found out through somebody else that walked past the board, um, that needed some help. So I helped her an older lady and she happened to live underneath him, which I didn't know. And then she said she was doing shopping for a gentleman that was living above her. And then I sort of, I don't know, I got this feeling like, is it, is it, is it Eddie? Like, you know, is it, is it Eddie? And say, yeah, how do you know? I said, I don't know. I've just got this feeling. And um, so I said, is he okay? Well, no, he's suffering. He's got cancer. Well, we don't know how long he's going to live. I said, okay, I really, would you mind if I, get his door number and I'll, I'll, um, put a little card through the door. So I made him a card and I sort of said that I've missed him seeing him and that I've heard that he had cancer and, you know, if he needed any company or anything to let me know. And so he called me and he said, can you come by? So I went to his house and when I arrived in his house, he was very proud as in showing the inside, the whole house was Elvis. The whole house, mirrors, pillows, his bed sheet. He had like an Elvis suit. He, he had like wow. all that. He had like a sort of like glass wall full of stuff. Like it was like, it was a museum basically. And I was flabbergasted. I was like, wow, man, does anybody know that you got this? And so, and then he showed like CDs that he had been recording of he apparently he can sing like Elvis and he's been just recording that on a little tape recorder mm. that he had from his parents, but just for himself, mm. not, not for anybody else, just for himself because he liked doing that. Mm. And I just, wow, what a character. I mean, unbelievable. And, you know, so, so humble. So like not being out there to like to be seen, like just my, doing his own thing mm. and just having pleasure from that. And so we listened to some tape and you could see his feet like going like that. Uh, and I filmed a little bit of that. And then um, I sort of said to him, I really don't know how long you've got to, to live yet, but is there anything that you still would love to do or hear or experience mm. before you go? And can I maybe help you with that? Because that would be, that would be, I would really love to do that for you. And, um, and just don't be worried. I'm not scared about anything you ask me. If I can do it, I will make it happen. Yeah. 
And he said, like, well, you know, you was in the papers. Like, apparently I was in the paper with my board, with my blackboard. Okay, cool. uh, In two different newspapers. And he, and he, he had seen it and he was very proud of it because it was his house. And like, you know, he was obviously very on it. And then he said, do you think you could get me into the paper with all my Elvis stuff? That would be just, that would be like amazing. And so he, um, I said, sure, I can do that. So that was like in December and I was just going to fly off to Holland the next day. And I said, when I come back from Christmas and you are still alive, I will organize it. And so, okay, let's do that. So I came back and he was still alive and I called the papers and said like, look, you know, I'm the lady that you, you know, interviewed a couple of months ago. I've got somebody extraordinary that I think we could really, would really make a nice article, but also it absolutely will make his, it will make him like being able to have a legacy to his children. And it will be just the most amazing thing. But the thing is, we don't know how long he's going to live. So you need to like do it ASAP and say, sure, we'll, we'll get to him like tomorrow or the day after. So that all happened. Got a professional photographer, a friend of mine that came and it was all, like amazing and then i got that in the paper oh wow um, and then i you know basically walked over to him and knocked on the door and then i just you know bought three papers and i framed his in a, in a special frame and and um he was just he was just you know scratching his head barely able to stand and like just like taking it in he couldn't believe it it actually happened. And then I don't know how long, much longer he lived after that. But then um, apparently it was like mentioned as one of the highlights of his life at oh, the funeral. Brilliant. Like there was only like 20 people in the whole funeral. And um, I was invited with the lady that was living down below him because she was helping him doing wow. some shopping for him. So these, these lives that go so small, but, um, you know, I don't know. I just, it really, it's, 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 you know, I, it really moved me incredibly. Yeah. It, it was, yeah. And it, it, yeah, it, it's sort of, you know, the children were like so grateful and they couldn't believe that that, ha- that had happened and they were so grateful. And then there was like little drinks afterwards. And then, um, I said to the, to the children, I'm going to tell you something else that you're probably not going to believe, but you actually lived in my house when you were a child. (sighs) Daddy never told us that blah, blah, blah. And then, and that it was literally around the corner because it was in the house that he lived in the sort of generic space. And, um, I said, if you want to, you're very welcome to come into my house and just have a look if you want to kind of see how it is now or how it used to be. And they all went. So it was like about 10 people just (laughs) came into my house. It was crazy. And the the things they told me, I mean, it's unbelievable. That's a journey. They told other stuff about the house that then uh, Eddie had done. Yeah. So it was um, incredible. But can you just see how, like, you it's know, that's ripples. just all f- from the board. Yeah. That's yeah. one story from the board. And, the, and yeah, we've got like about 
it's trillions. Yeah. And I could, I've been saying, if I could just do the boards, I could live from that. Yeah. I, if I could just do the boards and just follow up, literally follow up on everything that I'm feeling and hearing and really would kind of act upon everything yes. that I think yes. I'm, I, I'm experiencing. I'll be busy from here to Tokyo. I will be like, <laughs> that will be a full-time job, but, yeah. that, but I'm, I'm, I'm protecting myself because I, I cannot do that because I've got other stuff to do. Yeah. 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 You're, you're most definitely in demand. You've got quite, quite a few um, bits and pieces. Hats that, on. Yeah. Yeah. Most, and hats, like on, you. hats on and spinning plates. Hats yeah, on and spinning plates. Yeah. And, <laughs> just, but I like it as well, eh, because everything is inspiring the other things. And what I've realized, obviously, much later in life, that everything still is connected to the same source as in where it comes from. So it might come out that way. It might be coming into my role as a well-being practitioner, but also I'm a graphic designer. I'm a creative communicator. I work in, in, in a, a kind of social... Uh, ethical marketing agency. Um, I freelance. I do anything for good courses, uh, fundraising events, anything. So I kind of like have this whole other kind of hat on sometimes in a day. I, th- um, I think therein lies a very, very important message to people. Um, too often we tend to go down a, a career path and be very much limited to I do this. That is me. So I'm a painter. I mm. paint. I'm a mechanic. I mm. fix cars. When, as you said, your source generates so much energy that there's spillage. Mm. And when, mm. when there's spillage, it could come out in any direction, like magma, um, lava. It just comes out. And being yeah. able to acknowledge that and have in a vehicle for the spillage to go out into different directions is very, very important because too often when I look on, say, for example, LinkedIn, professional networking sites and all this, people tend to be one dimensional. That's all I am. And I think, no, we're three dimensional. We occupy three dimensional space as human beings. So therefore there must be something else about you (laughs) that you do. but it's, it's society that makes you have to think that you are a specialist in something. I paint, I paint, mm. but actually, um, you know, to be a generalist as in doing all sorts of different things is very confusing for people. And also people are not believing that if you can do anything on all sorts of different levels, they don't feel like they get the, the best from you because how can you be a, the best at all of these things? Yeah. So it's very unusual as well. I think yeah. it's, it's really rare as well to be able to do that <laughs> and be very, have that bar because my bar is very high in terms of what I want to produce, what I think is good enough, you know, all of that. And I think, um, I think as soon as people get that gist of it that you you know you are kind of not like oh yeah i'll do illustrations as well but you know just as a little bit of a hobby no 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 i'm a professional illustrator yeah i love illustrating i do a daily drawing every day this is like a i've got six years of this like i I do like wow literally a drawing 
every day. Excellent. Every day. Excellent. And so when you go when you go through like a year of drawings every day, you just feel your year coming by. So this is something is really important to me to do. And there's consistency, yeah. And there's consistency there, which I, yeah. which, I, which I too like. And I can share with you very quickly a quick story. Sure. I, I remember many moons ago when I was partially grey, um, I went for a job interview. It was in in nursing. It was like a head of nursing post. It was like two two positions higher than my current station. And I had this this inclination that I was capable of doing this because I do so many other things anyway outside of my workplace. And in the job interview, they looked at my my CV, looked at all the things I do. <laughs> and literally, yeah. they didn't believe me. Exactly. They, they said, no, this is, okay. I'm no, rather no, confused, no, no, no. Douglas. We're rather confused at your CV. <laughs> You're what saying you're doing, you doing this. That. <laughs> Surely one of these should have ended. I said, no, 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 I'm still doing that. And uh, and, and this other position, yes, yes, I'm still doing that. And you're chairing, yes, yes, I'm still doing that. So when do you have time to sleep? <laughs> so, I get that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you sleep too. And I sleep good. I sleep yeah, very I, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I completely understand that. Yeah. It's and you know why that is? Because you're happy. Yeah. I sleep very Because well. you are doing all these things that you want to be doing. I think, you know, as soon as you start not doing what you want to do and you're doing it for other people or mm. you're doing it for other reasons, but for not for yourself, then you start to move away from yourself. Yeah. But anyway, you were, you were, what happened to the job interview? No, no, I, I didn't get the post, but... I yeah, think, uh, we see people get a bit sort of like uh, confused or a bit like that. That's that can't yeah. be good. No, no, the, it's not normal. It's not okay. It's not normal. You know? And I think for me, what the, the the beauty of that story was, I didn't get the position I applied for, but I was on the radar for the organization I was working for, and lo and behold, within two weeks, I was in a higher position anyway. Um, that's what happens. Sometimes, sometimes we have to be able to put ourselves out there, you know, to just demonstrate we exist. Like the beautiful story you're articulating, articulating with um, your neighbor effectively. This person needs to be acknowledged. He wanted to be acknowledged and you gave that to him. Yeah. And too often we are too scared of being acknowledged again, my mom, as you can tell from this conversation, my mom is one of my key role models, as, as is my father. My mom always used to say to me when I was in trouble, every time I'm in trouble, or anytime I feel scared about doing something and I want to hide, she always say, Was it nine months enough time for you to be hidden? Was it nine months enough time? Yeah, so you go out, reveal yourself. Yeah, show the world your assets, show your world your skills. You know, go You're meant out to there. be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've done nine months in darkness. You know, what, <laughs> why are you still hiding? <laughs> Get out the house. Wow. I said, Mom, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Get out the house. 
Go, Great. go, go. Wow. Um, yeah, so I think these, these these people that we touch or who we have been blessed to be in their midst do inspire yeah. us, do create that that bubble, that um, yeah. that ability to allow us to connect. Because quite frankly, our conversation yesterday, and at this point, we must we must um, salute get. Did I say it right? No. Did I? What? We need What's to the... acknowledge get. 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 Yeah. Get. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is for you. Yeah. And um <laughs> absolutely Geert. Yeah. I have yeah, to apologize. He's, he's, he's been the reason why we are connected. Yeah, yeah. And I think all things in life are connected. You know, we're all culpable totally. for things. And um, you know, as as we're moving to the top of the hour, I want mm. to talk and share with you how you left me feeling regarding Squarehead. And in the introduction, I said, if you listen to this podcast, you will never, ever take for granted those elemental shapes, the square mm-hmm. and the circle. Yeah, you will never. Yeah. So at that point, can you go ahead and talk about Squarehead? <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh, bless him. Can I just show him? Yeah, go ahead. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's Squarehead. But then I have to show you Squareness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow, where to start? Um, they are such important creatures um, for me. Uh, they've shown me the way. Um, they, and um, Squarehead was the first one that kind of appeared into the ether. And the way that happened, which I know you really want to hear, um, is that I was working for um, a social impact marketing agency about eight years ago. No, yeah, yeah, eight years ago maybe 10 years ago already. I mean, it's not important. Um, but I was working very closely with a creative director, which was a copywriter. And when he left, he said, Margaret, please stay in touch. I love your illustrations. I really want to do a kid's book. Let's do, um, let's, let's do that one day. I don't know about what, but maybe about single socks. That would be a nice idea. You know, what yeah. do they all get up to? You know, they, you know, everybody had those, that kind of phenomenon that like, you know, you end up, where did the other one go? Yeah. And so I thought, ah, oh, that's already like tickled my brain. I can't, oh yeah, let's do that. Lovely, lovely. And then um, one day he had on his status on, on Facebook, square head, round thought mm. and literally this drawing of square head like that 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 little boy literally popped into my head and I just drew him scanned him in emailed to him and said let's do a book about him wow and from then on that's what happened and um we started ping-ponging ideas about what the story could be like and um you know Surely, you know, like not long, long after that, we kind of had a story, but it was quite dark. It was quite sort of like, it was quite sort of, yeah, you would kind of think if that's for 
children that might be there might be some stuff that's a bit uh, maybe not not going enough uh, pc to yeah. have in there because it was about um squarehead the start state the same where squarehead grows up in square world where everything is square mm-hmm. and then one day he was lying in the grass looking up up in the sky and he had a round thought Wow, that gets me. You don't have in that, that gets me every single time, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and so the round thoughts made him feel um, actually different. It made him feel scared. It made him feel lonely, and he was being teased because he he was having round thoughts. You don't have round thoughts, and he was asking his dad, you know. What do I do? Well, you just kind of forget about it. You know, it will, it will go after a while, but the word had come out, you know, everybody knew he had round thoughts. And then one day he drew a round circle in the class and all the children were laughing and laughing and laughing. And he left all the way home. And um, so effectively this round thought is a symbol for everything that everybody is different about like everybody is unique everybody holds something in that circle that makes them the way they are so all the things that make you different are the things that make you you and so squarehead goes on to an exploratory journey to find out what that round thought is all about and he actually just you know for the for the grown-ups amongst us he actually goes into the inner world and realizes that what his fears are what he's scared of why he didn't want to accept that he can have round thoughts. And so at the end of the book, you realize that actually it's totally okay to have round thoughts. It's totally okay to be unique. We're all different. We need to embrace it. So it's helping children to find that sort of confidence and self-love and self-worth and understanding that actually you can have all these weird and wonderful things that make you you. And actually it's a gift to be different. It's actually, um, it's, yeah, understanding that is, is a big journey for children because everybody's trying to conform. Everybody's trying to fit in. So they belong to a group. Yes. And to be different is, is scary for children. So that's why the books are very aimed um, at children, sort of like key stage one and two in primary school. So four to eight, nine, ten maybe. That's where they, where he kind of works best, and yeah. Um, yeah. so it's just uh, yeah. That's that's how that's how we kind of like that's how he came into the world. And, and you know, Squarehead, as you did, like <laughs> it got a mic drop. So this is for Squarehead and all his Yay. friends, including Harry okay, Scary. Atomic mic drop. <laughs> Oh, that one gives me so much pleasure. So much pleasure. Yeah, mm. Squarehead, particularly now. Now is yeah. so, so important. The world is round that we're in, but everyone is square. And yeah. coronavirus has enabled us to literally live in the square world. We look on square-ish devices. We watch square-ish television. We have very square-ish views. And people that have circular or alternative ways of viewing life, they can be shunned. 
And sometimes Literally be out of the box. Exactly, exactly. And yeah, this is not what this is about. This is about enabling young people who one day be adults, mm. who one day be older adults, to have the resilience, to have the the courage to live the lifestyle that they want to live and be yeah. who they are. Because we, who are we to jump on their space and say, no, you have to conform. You have to be like this. You have to think in this particular way. So mm. much trauma is caused that way. Even in adults, I, I've worked um, for now almost 17 years in mental health. And you can see the effects in an adult and you can, can kind of predict how they were as a child. I can also see how they will manifest as an older person just by restricting their ability to be themselves. Just yeah. be themselves. I was coaching a young kid, um, 14 years of age, beautiful individual, very bright, very articulate, um, and very tactile. I wanted to touch things all the time. And on this ward I was working on, he said to me, Douglas, I really want to go to the gym with you. Why do you want to go to the gym? He, he How he presented was the opposite of gym type, like a jock style. He was there's the, the, the lightest walker. The, everything, was, everything about him was lighter. I said, mm. you sure you want to go to the gym? He said, yeah, I want to go to the gym. And he started um, naming all these action hero characters that he wants to have a body like. 14 years of age, you can see where I'm going with this. So mm. it was causing him a lot of trauma. So we did go to the gym a few times. But then as I got to know him better, I asked him, are you sure this is what you really, really want to do? Mm. And I asked him this question. I said, what makes your heart sing? Mm. Yeah. What makes your heart sing? What will you do without encouragement? What will you think about without somebody prompting you? What is your natural inclination? You know, what is that thing that you want to do? Start crying, crying. So we, days went by and he said to me, Douglas, I want you to help me. I want to have a conversation with my mother. So I said, okay, what's happening? Yeah. So what was happening? This young chap was um, going through um, issues around his gender. That's, that, that was the trauma for him. Not only he had these issues going on in his head, he also had the expectations of his parents to become a high flyer and go off in a, in, in a particular direction. When he wanted to be out there on media, you know, doing stuff, he had his keen eye for fashion. So everything that he was living was contradicting his natural inclination. So we did have a conversation with his mother. Mother struggled to um, really understand what was happening at the time. But over the weeks, she kind of thawed to reaching their acceptance, which every parent needs to do, that though you can be a parent or look after a child, they don't mm. actually belong to you. <laughs> they, yeah. come, they come here with their own journey. And, yes. And they You're just, just need us. Like a kind of holder of the, 
yeah, yeah, of yeah. the journey a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we play a role. Like alongside, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're like a coach. And that's, that, that's mm-hmm. the way I like to view uh, my professional role. I'm more like a coach. I'm not, it's your life. You know, mm-hmm. I can signpost you for information to empower you to do what you want to do. But mm-hmm. if anyone's like me as a child, I never did what I was told anyway. <laughs> so, so there's no point in telling people you must do this. And this is why when I saw that. But where then, but the, you know, for me, the question then comes from, where did you get that brave, braveness and okayness in, within yourself about to actually that it's totally okay to do what I want to do and I'm not going to do what I've been told to do? How come, where does that braveness come from? Oh, that courage? yeah. It, it, you know, for it, you, for me, for me, it's a question to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you said like when I was small, I used to just whatever. Yeah. I don't. I never did what I was told to do. I'll just do whatever I wanted to do. Yeah. Where does that come from? There is somebody that's been really giving you that um, positive courage and yeah. belief in yourself to be able to just. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my parents. I, I, I would say that, and also my upbringing. Um, yeah. I think some of the fans or the listeners to the show, they will understand my journey. I came to the UK as a refugee from Rhodesia. So mm-hmm. I was four, four and a half at the time. You see, wow. even though you're young, you see carnage, you see death, you smell death and you see the worst of humanity as a, as a kid. And you come to the UK, you know, you go through bullying, you go through all of these things from people even that has the same skin color as you, you know, cause you're not speaking yeah. good English. You're the embodiment of everything that is native and barbaric because you're, yeah. you know, I'm talking about going back to 1977, you know, so things were different then. Um, so mm-hmm. I think that experience, not just myself and my three sisters went through that and my parents trying to make a life for themselves. You can only you can go different directions, but it's how you you channel your your emotion. And I chose to when I became more consciously aware of myself and my capabilities to articulate myself. My accent at the, when I first came to the country was thick, and it was like, oh, nobody understands him. Now people quite like my accent. I'm 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 used to that. Um, I'm comfortable in my own skin. But that's a journey mm. and without support from people around me, I would not be able to make that journey. Yeah. Um, so I really feel and I really want other people to, to be enabled, to be liberated from being forced into a condition or a state of thinking that's not their own. You know, that's worse than any bondage you can give somebody, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh wow, I'm very moved by that. Yeah. I obviously, I don't. I I'm not like all the listeners out there. I've only just come around the corner uh, meeting you, so no, it's that's uh, quite big. <laughs> you just sort of shared there. No, thank you. I'm uncomfortable with it because again, yeah, you know, I, I cannot be ashamed of my past. And back to your story about the um mm. the previous homeowner. He, yeah. he he found himself in a property overlooking your garden. So he, how far did he go away from his roots? He didn't go away too far, 
And I can't go away too far from my roots. Yeah. I can't. No matter what I do, that'll be denying my experience that shaped me. I have to use that as, as rocket fuel to help other people because there's a lot of capabilities in suffering. It's how you frame it. It's how you yeah. frame it. And enabling, again, my passions of CAMS children, helping children reframe experiences in a way that is safe and enables them yeah. to say, sometimes just park it. Don't respond to it now because you don't have the tools to process it mm. correctly. Just tell yeah. your little self, you got it covered and you will address it when you're a little bit yeah. older and you've got a bit more skills. Then yeah. go back, revisit. So that's how I was. But, just, but just somebody telling you that is could be like making all the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think when you are living in in stress and frustration, anxieties and overwhelm and, um, you know, very low emotional well-being, then it just, you can't even, you think you need to solve it now, like yeah. today, tomorrow, next week, otherwise I can't do my life. Yeah. But somebody that is that experienced and creates comes from a place of trusting obviously that takes time to, to get that dynamic but mm. to then hear it's okay you know just park it yeah. it's okay let's just do today first yeah, yeah. but not we don't need to solve it now <laughs> that must, it's just like the whole bag of potatoes must fall over their shoulders and just kind of think oh, oh yeah breathe breathe yeah just breathe literally yeah. just yeah. breathe first let's just do that Wow. Do you know what? This this conversation is delivering and has delivered on so many different levels, which we discussed yesterday. Um, if mm. you're a parent out there and you really want to buy a book that will inspire your child, that you can share and actually grow as an adult and, you, you know, yourself, you know, I'm going to put all the links to how you can get hold of I Am Squarehead. Um, and we wish we wish that all the luck all the success it deserves. Not even luck. I don't know why I use that word, but you know, it didn't come from a lucky space. It came from an informed space. Mm. Yeah. That's where yeah. it came from. I am. I am the messenger. <laughs> don't listen to the messenger. Listen to the message. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, also just to, to add to that, yeah. the books have, I've written like a lessons for life plan. So all the lessons are being used by schools a lot and they, they sort of tackle all the themes that are being discussed in the, in the books. So that's like a sort of creative, integrative, relational way of tackling all these kind of things. And there's activities and communication tools and lots of things that children can do activities together. And um, I've heard like, you know, so many amazing results from that because it, it encourages the teachers as well and it and it helps them as well to sometimes talk about emotions that where children are not used to talk about emotions and you know all of that so it's um at the moment you know if you order the books and you just uh, you're interested in the lessons for life they just get emailed to you brilliant so brilliant. it's really useful too and I, I would give you another mic drop, but you're, you're becoming a bit too greedy <laughs> because... No, you don't have to. You don't have to. <laughs> no, for, for this point about teachers, teachers okay. play a, a very pivotal role. 
in in the supporting young people becoming young adults. And sometimes they need to be supported themselves and need tools to enable them to make make, um, better judgment calls and better understand where they're coming from as well. And there's something about re-educating the educators, which is what I really, really like to support yeah. young people and your, your books, um, your resources are enabling that process to happen in a very organic, free flowing, non top down. You must do this way. And as you talked about it in a playful way, I'm a square yeah. head. I had my first round thought. What does that mean? Let's unpack that. Yeah. A- anything you would like to leave with the listeners. And I know we are going to do I, more. We are going to mm-hmm. do more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so much more to talk about. But um, one of the things that um, you said, which re- really resonates with me, was um, you asked someone or a child, what is it what makes your heart sing? Mm. And um, there is this quote that I put on the board uh, recently which is all about connecting to that as in like, don't die with the music inside. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So basically make sure you find your purpose and why you're here on this planet. And that's something that I am very curious about. And I always want to help children um, just finding that star, that little bit of light, that things that make them kind of tick and make yeah. them excited and believe in that they are good at something. And it could be so small, um, but it could be so significant if you find it and, and being able to shine a light on that and basically really pick it out because sometimes children, because of their whole system that they're in, they can't even see the wood for the trees and just, you know, have the ability to sometimes pinpoint that and actually bring it and make it, even though it's really small, but really big and important can be transformational, absolutely transformational. And I think that's, um, again, that kind of, uh, goes hand in hand with the curiosity again, because in everyone, in everyone is that. So I am like, that's one of my kind of flags that I want to hold is like, <laughs> what's, what's your light? You know, what is, what, which beacon are you going to, which flag are you going to hold? What, what are you going to paint on your yeah. flag? What yeah. are you, what are you here for? Brilliant. So it's a, it's a lovely sort of, um, um, thing, uh, to have that as an objective to, to a relationship that you kind of, having with a child to find out but first of all is to be yeah 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 simple yeah. words you know elementary yeah. shapes that's all what we've done we just said be, yeah square that's it circle yeah we're all square heads yeah we're, we're all the same <laughs> we're all different we're all square heads <laughs> uh, okay. I've got this um, poster in my window it says it's okay to be you with square heads standing on the O from okay and uh, it's quite a big poster. And um, very often when I'm maybe just writing the board or I'm just in my front garden sitting on the bench or whatever, uh, sometimes people kind of like walk past and they see the board and then they see the poster and say, it's okay to be me. 
and they just kind of go, yeah, I'm just going to be you today. It's oh, just so nice. It's liberating. It's just, yeah, liberating. it's so nice. It's so simple words, but it's so effective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God almighty. This is... Just be you. out there, you know, don't, mm. I told you, I warned you in advance, you're never going to look at a circle, a square, the word in the B, same way. again, in the same way. Um, Margit, thank you very much for your time today. And we look forward to further collaborations on this platform, your platform. Any, any, any opportunity we get to collaborate is going to be epic. Um, yeah. <laughs> My virtual twin. Oh, I can imagine me your virtual twin. So no, thank you very much for the time um, and have a great evening. Yeah, you too. It was lovely and delicious. <laughs> thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out micdropclub.com and get the show notes and useful links. Subscribe to the podcast. Don't just live life, make life boom. Boom.